Hey there, quick question before we jump into this episode. Do you wish you could easily build your own website, but you get overwhelmed by it all? If that sounds like you, then allow me to introduce Savvy DIY Site. Half course, half gorgeous website templates designed by yours truly to help you DIY your first WordPress site, redesign your existing one, or migrate from another platform to WordPress, even if you're not very techie or you have no idea where to start. Forget spending hours figuring out the basics or feeling stuck with a website that doesn't really represent you. With Savvy DIY Site, you'll build your website with my step-by-step guidance, easy-to-follow video tutorials, and pro-designed templates that make building your site a breeze. Plus, you can customize everything to fit your unique style and brand so your website looks just like you want. Whether you're launching your first site or updating an old one, Savvy DIY Site gives you the tools and confidence to do it yourself and do it well. Join now and start creating a website you're proud to share. Visit SavvyDIYSite.com to learn more and get started building your website today. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning into this episode. I know that so many teacher sellers are a little, if not a lot, introverted. And many of us really don't like social media very much. Sometimes that can make it tough to run a business that relies on sales. Well, today I am talking with someone who understands that struggle all too well and has definitely found a way to be successful on TPT as an introvert who hates selling on social. Pav is a high school French teacher from British Columbia, and she has found meaningful ways to connect with her audience as an introvert and to grow her TPT store by focusing on the things that light her up and are within her control. She now has a Facebook group, an active and engaged email list, and a successful blog where she shares her passion for teaching French and helps teachers in her community center culture in the language classroom. All right, let's get on to the show. Hey, TPT sellers, ready to see growth in your business? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Savvy Teacher Seller. I'm Kristen Doyle, and I'm here to give you no-fluff tools and strategies that will really make an impact on your sales. Let's get started, y'all. Welcome, Pav. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. Can you tell everybody just a little bit more about you and how you started your TPT store? Yeah, totally. So I was in my second year of teaching. And like any second year of teaching does, I used to spend hours Googling resources, like, you know, typing in something free PDF afterwards. And I stumbled across TPT. And I was like, I was very curious. I had no money to spend on paid resources. So then I asked myself, like, can I do this myself? I watched a few videos and I started to create resources and they were horrible. Like I would (laughs) never use them now, but it opened up this amazing creative outlet. And the more I created, the more I really loved with how I could do anything. Um, And I just, yeah, I honestly, I haven't looked back. I'm now in my fourth year, I believe, on TPT, and I create cultural resources for high school French teachers. So I'm like within a niche, within a niche, within a niche. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you are very niche down for so sure. Niche. Yeah. Do you think that helps or hurts you in the long run as far as TPT? I think it really helps me um, in my situation because there aren't a lot of content creators in my field. Um, There are very few. So I like being that one expert that is out there among just a few others that teachers can rely on. So I think it really helps me. Yeah. It's really easy to set yourself up as an expert that way if there's not a lot of other content for those particular teachers. So one thing you told me is that you don't really like selling on social. Can we talk about that a little bit? Totally. So I think it was in my second year of TPT. I tried out everything. Like I had a blog and an email list and a Pinterest. I did everything that I was told not to do. And so I tried Instagram. I really did. I would work so hard to create photos and uh, take, you know, write these amazing descriptions and interact with my audience. And I would get like zero engagement. And this happened for two years. And I'm an introvert. So, you know, me putting myself out there on Instagram was really painful. But I still did it because I wanted to share my ideas. And I had so many. And it just didn't work. And I found that it was very draining for me because I had all these ideas. I wanted to share them. And it just felt like, I don't know, I wasn't connecting with teachers. So... I realized I hated it pretty soon. I think a lot of TPT sellers, maybe not a majority, but a lot of us are more on the introverted side. And TPT itself, selling your resources on TPT, definitely can be done as an introvert. But then there's all these other parts of it, like the social media and, you know, all the marketing things that really do lend themselves more toward extroverted people. And for those of us Mm -hmm. who are not so extroverted, it can be really difficult sometimes. I am, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is surprising or if this makes total sense. I am, every time I take one of those tests, I am somewhere around 48-52% on the introvert-extrovert. I am right in the middle and I've seen it called Mm -hmm. the introverted-extrovert or the (laughs) extroverted-introvert. But it's a unique kind of situation and it makes it sometimes not super easy to do things on social because it is kind of draining. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? There are so many creators, there's so many teachers who I love to follow on Instagram who make it look so easy and effortless. And I'm sure it is for them. It just wasn't that easy or effortless for me. And for that reason, I found it to be very draining. But I still wanted a way to connect with teachers because even though you're right, I am an introvert, I love connecting with teachers. It just had to be in a way that suited me and my business and my personality so it wouldn't be draining. Yeah. And so how are you using Instagram now? Because I know you're still on Instagram. Okay. So I use it. I don't post very often. If I have content to share, I will share it. There's no more pressure I use it to connect with the teachers who follow me, but I do not sell. Um, And that's also because for the two years where I was actively on Instagram, I saw no proof that I was actually making any money. And two years is a really long time to spend on something and to not see the return. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the more... The more you rely on Instagram or Facebook, the more you have to work those algorithms and constantly just churn out more and more and more. And there is a lot of pressure 
Yeah. For every so piece of content to be so good. Yeah. yeah. So you use Instagram now really just kind of however you want, <laughs> whenever you want to connect with people. And that's great. I love that. That's one of my favorite things about my Instagram for this business versus my chalk and apples Instagram is that I feel like I can make really good connections with people through this one. And maybe because mm-hmm. it's a smaller audience and we have yeah. you know a lot more in common. This is that super niche down audience like you were talking about with yours where my yes. TPT store is just upper elementary. It's pretty broad. So Yeah. And the teachers who follow me on Instagram, they're also in my Facebook group. They follow me on my email list. They read my blog posts. So Instagram just happens to be the platform where we can chat. Yeah, I love that. So if you are just connecting with people on Instagram, then how are you getting them over to your store? Okay, so I have two main ways um, that I'm very proud of. And the first one is my blog, which Kristen created. Back in 2020, yes. I love my blog. But ever I since I was in grade, too. thank you. Ever since I was in grade six, seven, I loved to write. And I think that's why I'm also like so confident in what I do in TPT because I love writing. And so I write blog posts, not too many because quality over quantity. And I pour my heart and soul into my blog posts. I also took Kristen's amazing SEO course in 2020 (laughs) as well. Same time. So I put all of those uh, techniques, strategies into practice on my blog posts by creating engaging blog posts for my teachers to read and to find me on Google. And then hopefully once they're on my blog post, they sign on to my email list. And I love my email list. Again, I love writing. Yesterday, actually... I wrote a piece about how I lost hair last semester, like my hair thinned out from stress. And it was a very just like honest, like brutal me sharing about like my mental health during the semester and how it impacted me. And I had so many teachers respond to me being like, thank you for sharing that. Like I really needed to hear that and really needed to hear about setting boundaries. So blog posts is how they find me and my email list. It's so good, I'm sure, for teachers to hear that you're going through some of the same struggles they are and to feel seen in that way, that, you know, they're not alone, that yeah. there are We're in this lots together. of people going through this. Yeah, together. And yeah. I'm sure you shared some tips about how you have kind of gotten through all of this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what teachers are really looking for. Exactly. And so for me, it's about community. It's how can I create relationships with the teachers who are in my community? So it doesn't necessarily have to be on Instagram. It can be, you know, by email list, even though I think a lot of teachers think that you can't create relationships on email list because you're so bound to the whole back and forth situation. Mm -hmm. But when a teacher is reading a post that you're writing and it's from the heart, I think there's so much potential for there to be connection and for there to be a relationship, even though you might not think that there's potential because it feels so passive. It can feel distant because you write your email, you know, today and you send it out one day next week, whenever you're scheduling them for, it can feel distant. But then once you start getting those replies Mm -hmm. and having those back and forth conversations, it can be so helpful. I love my email list too, both of them actually. Because I do like those back and forth, uh, back and forth conversations that mm-hmm. we have with teachers and with TPT sellers as well. Yeah, I 
get so excited when I see the little RE in my inbox on a day I know I just sent an email out. (laughs) Yeah. So you are getting people to your store, like you said, with your blog and with your email list. I know you have been working really hard on your SEO on your blog posts and working on improving your product listings. Can you share a little bit about Mm -hmm. those? Yeah. So SEO is one of my main goals in my PPT. We focus so much in our when our business is growing on things that we can't necessarily control. For example, you know, likes on Instagram, um, how many comments our Instagram posts are getting, how many email list subscribers we have, right? So I try not to focus on those things because I have no control over them. And because I am a full-time teacher, I have a very like limited amount of time. So SEO is something that I feel like I have a lot of control over. There's so many things that I can do. So one of my best examples of how I work on SEO is one of my very first resources was a Passe Composé resource. I think it was my first paid resource. <laughs> and so I think it was about a year and a half ago and I was really curious and I thought I'd go and look up and see how it's doing in ranking. And I was on page 27. (laughs) I know. Sometimes we forget about some of those early resources, especially if they aren't bestsellers. Oh, no. (laughs) It was not a bestseller. It was, I barely even used it in my own classroom. So I decided that first of all, I was going to fix the listing, I was going to fix the product. And so I worked so hard to create a brand new product um, that really, for example, flowed with what I was doing. So I wanted it to be an example of my best work. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. I worked on the product, I worked on my product photography, made sure that it was absolutely beautiful. And a great preview, great thumbnails. And then I worked on my keywords. So after all of that work, I think I was on page 19. So it was a slow progress. And then there were other things that I did. I sent it out to my email list a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I wrote a blog post on it. And recently, this past summer, I was in a hashtag sale. And I decided that that was the resource that I was going to improve. Or that I was going to, um, sorry post uh, for my sale. And it ended up getting from page 27 to page one after about a year and I would say maybe two months of work. So it was very slow, very steady. But I was so excited. The moment that, that I saw that it was on page one and it was like resource number seven, I got so excited. <laughs> and sadly, it has shifted to page two since then. But I'm okay with that. And I still think that page two is a big improvement from page 27. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes SEO can be a quick fix where you make some changes and immediately it bumps up to the top. But a lot of times it really is a long game like that, Mm -hmm. especially with either resources that haven't sold that well in the past, or maybe it's been a long time since they were a bestseller with Mm -hmm. some of our oldest resources or with newer resources that just haven't built up any traction yet. Yeah. Um, and I love that story kind of about slow, steady SEO growth because mm-hmm. so many sellers get frustrated if they make a couple of changes and they don't see this instant boost in where it ranks and how it's selling. But a lot of the time it is this slow and steady growth, especially exactly. with the way the TPT algorithm has kind of shifted mm-hmm. and is 
including sales as part of the ranking factors now. So that slow and steady growth, I think, is going to become more common than those kind of overnight successes. And I love that you took that step back to work on improving the resource as a whole as well. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes our resources are really great quality resources, but they need a little fixer upper, a little glam up, glow up. And a lot of times those changes can really be one of the things that helps it take off as well, because you can get your products to the top of search, but they still need to convert as well. So I love that you took that step back to really look at the resource as a whole and decide, you know, what do I need to update on this resource? And it sounds Mm -hmm. like you made some really big changes. Big. Yes. And sometimes it can be, that can be a big needle mover for us. When we look at an older resource Mm -hmm. where the idea was good, but it's not an example of your best work anymore. And making big changes to that one to help it sell more and to help it be more useful to teachers can really help. And with the algorithm, the way that it is now, that can also be the thing you need in order to push your product up from, you know, I think you said page 19 initially after your updates on up to page one. And I just want to say I've done that same thing with a few other resources this past summer. And two of them were my biggest selling resources during the August back to school sales. So it's definitely so important to invest in the resources that you have in your store because there's so much potential there. Absolutely. And doesn't it feel so good when the one that you've been pouring into over the last couple of months is a bestseller? (laughs) It feels like this work was all worth it when you do that. And now I have to roll up my sleeve for the other like really ugly ones that (laughs) sell. And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. I know. We all have those products that when they sell, we cringe a little because we know it's not our best work. (laughs) So I love that you're working on those. In fact, what I have seen time and again, and I know I've shared this on the podcast before, so everyone who's listened to the podcast for a while will know what I'm about to say. You are much more, you have much more potential to grow your income of your store by working on the products you already have and selling even more Mm -hmm. of them than you do just by churning out new stuff all the time. And so many of us fall into that trap of feeling like in order to make more money, I need more products. And I think it kind of goes back to a mindset that maybe we have or have had in previous jobs in the past where it's, you know, if it was a job we were working in college before we started teaching or whatever, if I want to make more money, I need to work more hours. I need to work harder. Mm -hmm. So more work equals more money. But on TPT, that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's improving on what you already have that can really grow your business versus cranking out more, more, more things. Exactly. And I think a lot of it also goes back to control, right? So I want to be spending my time and my energy because that is money on things I can control. For example, Mm -hmm. I know if I work on, you know, resources that I already have and improve them, that's a good investment of my money versus taking more like dud photography for Instagram and writing captions and nobody seeing it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a lot better return on your investment. And that's so important too. The time we spend on our business is always time we are taking away from something else. Absolutely. Right? Whatever, 
whatever else that might be, whether it's family Mm -hmm. time or just reading a book or whatever, the time we're spending on our business, we're taking away from something else. And that's not a bad Mm -hmm. thing at all, but it means we want to be intentional about what we're spending our time on when we're working. Absolutely. Well, as you know, I always like to wrap up with an action step for people to take away from the episode and go do something. So what would you suggest people do if you were leaving them with one action step to walk away with after this episode? So I think it's so important to focus on things that we can control. And for me, SEO is that one thing that I really can control as opposed to other aspects of my business. So I made it a goal way back in 2020 to learn as much as I could about SEO. And then I committed to SEO, right? So I worked on my blog posts. I continue to work on them. I worked on the SEO of my TPT products. So I committed to it in 2020. And I continue to spend time every week making little changes within my store. And I see huge impacts. I love that. I think uh, one of the things that a lot of times I struggle with as an entrepreneur is that focus and committing to something Mm -hmm. and continuing to do it over and over. And you are so right that once you find that thing, something small that you really do have control over, then committing to continue that work on the Mm -hmm. rest of your products or blog posts, whatever it might be, committing to continuing that work can make such a big difference as opposed to doing little spurts of work here and there on whatever that particular thing is and then kind of ignoring it in between like a lot of us tend to. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the next shiny object. I think we're all guilty of that sometimes in our business. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I moved on to a shiny object I wasn't supposed to this morning. In fact, I'm feeling (laughs) a little seen right now. (laughs) No, I understand. Whenever I dive into like the teacher world on TikTok, I'm like, oh no, it's been 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today and having this conversation with me. I have really enjoyed hearing about your story growth and your story about that product, especially. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, You can find me on Instagram. Now, my Instagram is in French. It's F-L-E avec Madame Day. I'm sure that's a little challenging for you. So I'm we'll sure Kristen will post notes. it so that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we will make sure that that link is in the show notes for everybody so that they can get connected with you. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. I enjoyed our chat today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find all the info in the show notes on how to connect with PAV as well as links for Profit Booster Bootcamp and SEO for Teacher Authors, where she learned how to update those resources and make the most of her search engine optimization. If you enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot and share it with your TPT seller friends. Be sure to tag me at kristendoyle.co when you do. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share it with another teacher seller who would also find it helpful. For more resources on growing your TPT business, head to kristendoyle.co forward slash TPT. Talk to you soon.